0: gotta repent for what i didn't do because i didn't trust him enough because i didn't love him enough i trusted another voice okay and we finna go to first kings 13 first kings 13 first kings 13 we're talking about <laughs> obedience and it's not always glitz and glamorous we've talked about how our faith we've talking about the results that we sometimes get But this sticks out to me because for one, I'm a prophet. For two, this is prophetic infusion. But for another reason, because I want you to understand that we have to get to a place where we so hear and discern and know God for ourselves until we won't allow another voice to override what God told you. Mm -mm. We won't override What God told you. All right. What happened in 1 Kings 13? I'm not going to read all of it. Go back and read. That's why I gave you scripture. All right. So basically to sum it all up, a man of God, a prophet of God from Judah was sent to prophesy during the time of King Jeroboam. He was king and he didn't have any problem with there being idolatry right? So worshiping other gods, basically putting other things before God. So God sent this prophet to go prophesy against the altar, right? And he prophesied against the altar, the altar split in half, like the prophet said that it was going to do. But God also gave some other instructions and the prophet was doing good. He really was. He was, he was following the instructions, but then he allowed another voice to come in and override what he himself heard God say. Okay. Whose voice are you allowing to override and to overrule what you know you heard God say? And you're looking at them because I love my mama. Is she on? I don't know. She might be on. Listen, I love my mama. She raised me, she instilled very good things in me. But if I got to choose between God's voice and mama's voice, I already told mama I'm going to obey God. So that's mama. I love her. I honor her. But baby, you're not going to, not when it comes to God. That man named Prophet West is right there. The two shall become one. He's my head. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are times when I have to make sure that we're in agreement with things before I move. But at the end of the day, I'm going to obey God, sir. I got to obey God. And some of us, we got to understand I have leaders I'm fully submitted to. Fully served, fully honored. But if you telling me something that's going against what I'm God says, or- I'm gonna have to repent. If I have to repent, but I'm gonna go with what I believe I heard God said. Okay, let's look at this example. I'm not gonna read all of it. What time I got? Oh all right. Y'all been blessed. I hope y'all, I hope y'all get something. It's blessing me. By the word of the Lord, I'm in verse, I'm um, I'm in first Kings 13. By the word of the Lord, I'm gonna say that one more time. By the word of the Lord. Okay, that's what it said. By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel. As Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering, he cried out, This is the man, he cried out against the altar, By the word of the Lord, O oh, altar, altar, this is what. The Lord says, a son named Josiah will be born to the house of David on you. He will sacrifice uh, the priest of the high places who now make offerings here and human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes on it poured out. The man of God got a word from God. He spoke the word of God, and there was a demonstration of what God said. Yeah. He got a word from God. He spoke the word of God, and there was a demonstration that followed his words, God's words. Okay. just I don't understand why at the last minute you you allow somebody else when God has given you proof infallible proof you spoke it I performed it I'm with you (laughs) I've given you this assignment I told you I gave you these instructions for you to do this All right. when verse 4 when King Jeroboam heard the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel he stretched out his hand from the altar and seized him oh but the hand he stretched out towards the man shriveled up oh God So that he could not pull it back. Oh, so you're going to try to come at me because I'm obeying God. I'm doing what God said. I said what God said. And then God demonstrated. And now you're going to stretch out your hand. Now you're going to put your mouth on. Really? Oh, okay. Shrivel up. So every word that's been spoken, come on, against you because you're obeying God. Every witchcraft prayer, come on that's been prayed and is being prayed against you fall to the ground and cast fire because you're going to obey God. You're going to obey. shrivel up, let them words shrivel up, let them produce no fruit because I got my instructions from God. And he not only gave me the instructions. He told me what to say. And then he showed that he was with me. I mean, God is with you. Don't worry about what they're saying. Don't worry about what they're trying to do. Just look back and say, shrivel up. (laughs) Shrivel up. I ain't got time. I'm not finna war and fight and try to convince you about what God said when he done showed us. Oh, okay. Because Jeroboam saw the same thing. Okay, king. So... Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, so what happened? The altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God. Oh, Jesus, I'm losing my spot. By the word of the Lord, all right? What had to happen? Verse six, the king said to the man of God, intercede, I'm gonna need you to go back to your God. Do you realize how much power you have with God when you obey God. Oh, Jesus. No, it ain't always good and glamorous. Yeah, they're going to come against you. Kings, prince, come on. Whatever that level of authority is. Governors, presidents, come on. Move out in God. Start speaking truth. Watch and see what happens. But baby, you're protected when you obey God. I dare you try to come at me when I'm obeying him. Shrivel up. And the very ones who, Jesus, you'll have to intercede for. God have mercy on them. They ain't know what they was doing. They ain't know what they. Can you get that type of boldness? And I'm talking about spiritual. I ain't talking about no individual person, place, or thing. But if the shoe fit, put it on. All I'm saying is, when you're obeying God, you're protected obedience brings protection he gotta protect you because you gotta fulfill the assignment that he's giving you i gotta protect you even from the persecution okay intercede could you intercede with the lord your god and pray for me that my hand be restored (laughs) so the man of god interceded i need your heart to be right people come on matters of the heart matters of the heart they came at you. Come on. They, they, he tried to seize you. But can you pray? Can you pray for him? Can you intercede for him? Huh. Jesus. Can you intercede for them? For God to restore? Because they didn't know. They didn't understand. But that's okay. I bet they understand now, don't they? All right. Come on. Let's keep reading. All right. So his hand was restored and became as it was before. The king said to the man of God, Come home with me and have something to eat and I will give you a gift. Okay. But the man of God answered the king. Even if you were to give me a half of your possessions, I would not go with you. Nor would I eat bread or drink water here. Verse nine. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord. Okay. So you you trying to buy me (laughs) because now you see I got power with God because of my obedience. So now you want to try to you want to try to buy me, but I have instructions from God. He told me to come and cry out against this altar. And there was something else he told me as well. What did he tell him? I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came, you must not. Okay. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. He followed the instructions. He followed the instructions. Now what happens? Now there was a certain old prophet. So we got a man of God from Judah. Clearly, he's operating as a prophet. God is upholding his words. But notice it says there was a certain old prophet. So when we're looking at that word old, whether that meant he was, quote unquote, more mature, whether that meant he was older in age, right? He was an old, he was an old prophet. Okay, what happens? Now, there was an old prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done. Because when you obey God, right? It's going, to it's going, it, to they're going to talk about it. Why? Well, why wouldn't they? They see the power of God. So his sons went back and told him all the man of God had done there that day. They also to told their father what the king said, what he had said to the king. Okay. So they told their father that he's not to eat or drink and he's not to go back the way he came. All right. Here we go. The father asked him, which way did he go? And his son showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, "Saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for, uh, for him, he mounted it, rode uh, after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. Hmm. I don't remember God telling him to take no break and sit under that oak tree. So that might've been something wrong right there, right? Cause that ain't what God said. He, he didn't, he didn't say it in the word. I'm just saying it was not explicit that he was to take a break. That's all I'm saying. The instructions were don't eat, don't drink and don't go back the way that you came. It never said, go sit under a tree and take a break. I'm just, I'm just saying what's in the text versus what's not. Okay. So that could have been a problem right there. But nevertheless, so the prophet said to him, this is the old prophet talking to the other prophet, come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told, Jesus, I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat or drink water there or return by the way you can't. He was rehearsing what God had told him. He was rehearsing the instructions. He was rehearsing the instructions of what God had told him. Okay. What happened? The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet. I too am a leader. I too am spiritual. I too hear from God. I too am a prayer warrior. I too am an intercessor. I too, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel said to me, by the word of the Lord. Hmm? So back in the beginning, it said the word of the Lord came to the man of God. God didn't use an angel. The word of the Lord came to the man of God. And now here you have this older prophet saying, oh, well, an angel told me, don't forget where you are. Don't forget this prophet is living in the land and in the place where God has sent you to prophesy against. They're in idolatry. They're not doing what God told them to do already. I need you to be mindful, be aware. Check the spiritual temperature. Come on, get circumference, surveillance. That's the word I'm looking for. Wait a minute. Desire, wait, an angel? But I got the word of the Lord. Okay, so what happened? He says, an angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But God told you not to. I just, obedience matters. Okay, you about to see why. But he was lying. In my little Bible right here, Say he was lying. He was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. While they were sitting there in the house, guess what? The lying spirit left and the truth came in. Watch what happened. While they were sitting there at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command of the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in this place where he told you not to eat or not to drink. Therefore, your body will be buried in the tomb of your fathers. I'm going to stop right there. Finish reading. Died. His disobedience cost him his life. Okay. It's heavy. But it's true. It's the word of the Lord. His obedience, disobedience he defied. Watch out for lying spirits. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for those that are manipulating you for their own reasons, for their own gain. It didn't say whether he was, you know, jealous because he heard about what God has done, but sometimes jealousy now will creep up in there. When you're doing something and God has given you an instruction and he's showing that he with you, Come on, why are you coming and telling me something about an angel of the Lord told you? Something that's totally against the word of God. Come on, y'all. I don't care nothing about you being an older prophet. I love prophetess games. She's a mentor. She was the one that called me out of hiding when I got here to Old County. Come out from behind these pews, ma'am. I was like, dog, I done been found out. I love her. I honor her. I do but if prophetess gains tell me something That goes against what I know God has told me I love you prophetess but I this this one time I ain't gonna be able to go with what you're telling me That's how serious you have to take this thing When it comes to am I gonna obey God or am I gonna Obey man I rather have to repent for her to her and she might be offended or whatever, preferably not. But I'd rather repent to her than lose my life. I'd rather repent to her than lose my anointing. Because I trusted another voice over what he told me. It's in the Bible. It's in the book. That means it's important. Many false prophets are rising up now in this time. And even more so because so many of us, we need confirmations. We we don't want to suffer through nothing. We want a microwave miracle. We want a microwave blessing. We don't want to have to go through the process. And so if I can find something to confirm my flesh to tickle my fancy to tell me that I don't have to obey God or I can take a shortcut. Baby, ain't no shortcut. Oh, I'm screaming, I'm sorry. Ain't no shortcuts. Obey him fully and completely because partial obedience is disobedient. And he may extend grace and mercy to you, but you don't know. You're going to take that chance. No. His life was cut off. Come on. Sometimes in the Bible, disobedience calls kings, their whole dynasty, your legacy to be wiped out completely because of disobedience. Y'all, it matters. It, okay. Oh, I need to start wrapping up. Ezekiel. Prophet, lay on your side for 390 days. You're taking on the sins of the people. And lay on the other side for 40 days. Obedience. When God is giving instructions, come on. And it ain't always just about you and your household. But can you take on the sins of this nation and lay out before me so that I can turn Them, their hearts, back to me. Hosea, go marry that prostitute prophet. And although it may have been just an illustration, because a lot of times, sometimes there are things that is not actual, but it's trying to show God's relationship with his people Israel, and how they will obey, and then they will disobey, and they will cry for mercy. and Marry that prostitute. Marry that, she adulterer. Go marry her. Oh, but no, you want to marry the six foot, six pack, six figure and going to take you to hell. But God is saying, no, marry this one right here because he has in him. What you need to help get you to your place of purpose and destiny. Oh, okay, can I testify? I need you to marry this man right here that come from an uh, alternative lifestyle. Really? Really? For real? Now what you want me to do? I obey God. How many years? 18? Going on 19? Did it look like what the past looked like? No, and quite frankly, it shouldn't. Some of us keep looking for what was. Get out your flesh and get over in the realm of the spirit and see what it is and who it is that God is saying. Cause it ain't just about making sure he you'll be pleased, but it's bigger than that. It's about purpose and destiny. What is your prophetic future looking like? And does the six figure, six pack, six footer, does he have the capacity? Does he have the wherewithal to carry you into your prophetic destiny? Or he going to be able to please you, but then you still got all kind of warfare going on because you in disobedience. I'm going to stop. Jesus, though. Peter and the apostles, as they began, after Acts, as they began to go out and minister for miracle signs and wonders. There were times when they was being told, don't preach that gospel. Don't preach by Jesus. Am I going to obey you or am I going to obey man? I'm going to obey God at all cost. I'm going to obey God at all cost. Some of us are making sacrifices. That's the one scripture I didn't go to. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Some of us are making sacrifices in lieu of our obedience. He ain't going to work. He don't want your sacrifices. I want your obedience. Sacrifice has its place. Don't get me wrong. And really, a lot of times the obedience is sacrifice anyway. But we'll be around here like, well, I do this over here, but I ain't, I ain't going to do that. What did he say? Because you're you wasting your time with the sacrifices because you're still not being obedient. And he said, if you love, he didn't say, if you love me, you'll sacrifice. He said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That's when we're showing the true love of the father in our heart is when we're willing to obey him. I already talked about Jesus, the perfect example. What about that was glitz and glamorous? You might want to say, oh, well, when he was performing the miracles and all of this, but think about the persecution that came. He wasn't even accepted in his own town, his own people. What's glitz and glamorous? Cross. The cross. What's glitz and glamorous? We get to share in the inheritance of his obedience, but baby, wasn't nothing about that glitz and glamorous. So am I saying that there won't be time? He already promised us. I will bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you when you're coming in and you're going. The storehouses will be blessed. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. There are blessings. There are rewards. But please know that your obedience matters and it's not always glitz and glamorous. But God is still looking for you to obey. I'll sacrifice this right here, but I said, come off that job. What? I've been there. Came off. And he sustained me. Why? Because I was in obedience. And we have to be willing to obey even when it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging, it don't make sense. He never said that it would. But would you obey anyway? Would you obey anyway? And so no, it's it's not always glitz and glamorous, but it's worth it. And there's not one act of obedience that I would retract or that I would take back. I've learned some things. I've learned some things. My faith has increased. My relationship has increased. My hearing has increased. And so has my obedience. And now it's not taking as many confirmations as it once did. I'm trying to mature you I'm trying to grow you you in your relationship so you don't have to rely on so many other things. But you could take me at my word and move out in obedience. Sometimes you're not going to have time to wait for a confirmation and to, to go gather with your prayer partners. Baby, no. Do what I said and you will see the rewards of your obedience. And so I think I'm done. Hallelujah. I don't know how you guys want to finish up, wrap up Prophetess Jay, um, Prophetess Gaines, but um, I just pray that, you know, the word of the Lord that has been released on today has found you in some place um, in your life where you recognize that you did hear God, and now you will follow the next step of obedience. I pray that every voice that has come against you, hallelujah, or that is coming against you, I pray that every prayer that has been prayed contrary, I pray, hallelujah, that counsel, wicked counsel that has been given unto you, that will cause you to disobey God. Hallelujah. I pray that God begins to uproot those words and don't allow them to bear any more fruit. I pray, hallelujah, that through the word of the Lord, that by the spirit of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that has been released on this live on today, glory be to God, that it will cause, hallelujah, your obedience to go to another dimension. I pray, hallelujah, that even as Jesus did and he warred in that garden, hallelujah, I pray that the spirit of God will come upon you and hallelujah in encourage you and empower you to obey God no matter what. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray that if you have to forsake all, hallelujah, if you have to give up the job, if you have to give up the man, hallelujah, if you have to give up the fame, hallelujah, to obey God, that you will obey him because great shall be your reward when you obey God. I pray, hallelujah, that even through the lesson, hallelujah, in first Kings, that you will learn, glory to God, that when you obey God, Your protection is sure. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that you won't be persecuted, but tell somebody the weapon may form, but it won't prosper. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your heart will remain pure. So even when you discern and you recognize that the counsel that they are giving you Hallelujah, it's not of the Lord. Hallelujah, that the words that they're giving you is not of the Lord. Hallelujah, that you would pray for them, pray God's mercy upon them. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus and that he will open their eyes. I sense, hallelujah, by the way of the spirit, that there are some of you that are in a hard place right now. You're in a pivotal place right now. You're in a very crucial place right now where a decision has to be made. Hallelujah, am I gonna go to the left? Or am I going to go to the right? Am I going to obey God? Am I going to obey my flesh? Am I going to obey God? Am I going to obey man? Obey God. Obey God. Obey God. I pray on today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that your faith has been infused. Hallelujah. That you understand. Hallelujah. That He's given you an opportunity. Hallelujah. To obey Him. I pray that you understand. Hallelujah. That your obedience is not just about you. If you have children, your obedience is connected to them just as disobedience is. Go back and look in the Bible. Look at the cycles of sin what we call generational curses come on who gonna break the cycle who gonna choose to obey god and not the sins that have been passed down through our forefathers me come on who gonna break the curse through your obedience through your obedience your yes to god and no to your flesh you're yes to God. And if what mama and grandma and great grandma told me, don't line up with the word of God. Oh, that's the end of that for the day. No more. Can I lend my ear to that? Because that's not true. And it's only the truth that's going to make me free. And I want to be free to obey God. Come on. I want to be free to obey God. Some of us are in places that God has e- given an eviction notice. Do you hear me? He has given you an eviction notice and you still halt between two opinions. Am I going to obey God? Am I going to obey me? Obey God. Obey God. And some of you, when you make the decision to obey him, baby, the level of peace that you're going to experience, the level of peace that's going to blanket you, Because you've chosen to obey God. is like nothing I've ever seen before. Halt between two opinions. God, do I do it now? Is now the time? And sometimes we, we halt because there's unbelief. Father, I pray on today. Hallelujah. For those that do believe, but God help their unbelief. Help that part of them that haven't fully embraced trusting you in this way in this manner, on this level, begin to feed your faith, the word of God. Just as I went through and looked at obedience versus disobedience, start feeding your... No, because when I obey God, blessed, I'm going to be in the city. Blessed, I'm going to be in the field. Baby, wherever I go, I'm going to be blessed. That don't mean I ain't going to go through nothing. Hallelujah. But he's guaranteed. Hallelujah. It's a promise that I shall be blessed because I obey. I receive that Promise through my obedience. No more sacrifices. I don't want that. Give me your obedience. That's what I want. When you understand it, when you don't. When it costs you everything, come on. When it costs you your friends, your family, misunderstanding you, come on. Some of my people still don't understand me. It's okay. I love them the same. I love them. But I'm going to obey God. Obedience. Come on. Obedience calls us to birth out a new ministry. So people are coming and being restored. What if I hadn't obeyed? Whose lives is contingent on you obeying God? Ain't going to be no blood on my hand because I didn't obey God. Because I realize this thing is bigger than me. And though I may be uncomfortable, Jesus, it ain't always about you being comfortable, Moses. But it's about a nation of people that's connected to your obedience. We got to come out of the small mind and just thinking it's about me, my four, no more. No, it's not. And whatever measure of influence the Father has given you, you're responsible for who looks up to you. You're responsible for who's listening to you. You are. He's entrusted you with that level of influence. Why? It's sure not for disobedience. It's so that you can obey and cause somebody else's obedience to be fulfilled. Come on, through one man's disobedience, look what happened. But then through another man's obedience, we're all sitting here today. It's not glitz and glamorous all the time, but it surely, surely does matter. I bless you with the love of Lord on today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Come hear our speaker, prophetess Tiffany Isbell. Prophetic and...